Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. The Around the NFL podcast. We'll pick Shook's game this week. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. I'm a hero, but I'm not alone. Let's start there. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, and Mark, we've made it to the end of the Yellow Brick Road. It's the week 18 preview show. After we finish today's show, because it's the last week of the regular season, you can go into the Hollywood Hills and just slumber until September. Just kidding. We're like halfway through the season. I mean, this is, a, this is a brief stop along the way. This does feel. Johnny Chuckles I, love, gotcha. I do love the feeling of this being the last preview. It will be the last time we preview an Easton Stick Chargers game oh. uh, or some of these teams. So it, it'll be different. It'll be different next week. Well, I, well, Black Monday, when we do the previews, it'll yeah. just be on six games. It'll be diving in a little more, but it won't be as many teams. You know, I think it's good to appreciate the Easton Sticks of the world. The last time you'll ever hear Giff Smith's name. These are important things um, because these are people. I, but I would argue that, like, I normally want to get rid of a lot of these teams, like, in Nove- early November. Right. But the NFL finally got what they wanted because as of, like, a week plus ago, all but four teams were still essentially alive. I think the, the, the NFL has fought against itself on one level. I was thinking about this. You greedily add an extra week. Right. Um, we'll edit out the greed. Well, ex- yeah. well, you did. And it's like, had you gone with what always worked, where it ended last week, you would have had only a, a slobber knocker a, of a week. Incredible amount of teams more alive than ever before. But this week, you've gone into. But they all would have been eliminated just a week before. It would have been the same thing. No, they would like still. No, I know what he's saying. He's saying more teams were alive. It would have been. Would have been tighter. I know, but they wouldn't would have, have been, been alive been because tighter. the season would have ended, been ending early. It changes everything. The, this extra week, though, this extra week added a lot of garbage. Can I just say? I see where Greg be is case. coming from, but like then, then, oh, then we like added, the Bears would have we, been dead a week so we, before. We Everyone added, would have been dead a week before. We added an extra week just to get to another 
like yes. lineup of guards. I don't think you can. So uh, I don't think you can fix. And the 18. Super Bowl is like it, it on on Valentine's Day. The now. final so week. It's like I'm saying it's not overall. Like the argument is not now to go out a week. So for people week, to wonder 19. why I started the show with a yeah. joke to Mark that he was going to be able to rest in the Hollywood Hills. That that's what's going on in his head at all times. But you know they're adding a week 19 soon. Sure. I do think that they should actually. I, I think I think it seems silly that we're they're doing an extra home or away game. But for my atta- my attached note. It'll just be an extra bye week. I think only twelve quarterbacks have started every game. Yeah. So that's the argument against these extra weeks from a court. Now I'd say this year it's been charming. It's been charming. The, the backups have. It'll, I can tell. The, no, but the backups a lot. A lot of them have been good stories. Like but the first five minutes of every show is complaining about <laughs> how the, we're, we have the job. No, no, no. It's. I think it's also fair. You know what? I'm not complaining about. Look at the league and say, like, hey guys, like, let's be careful because if you go add six <laughs> more teams and eight more weeks, like the NFL changes. I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they'll. I think the first thing they'll do is add a week, not a game. But that's just me. Like a, a bye week. Can I say, An Mark, week. that you were making a lot of salient points there? Yeah. But then you, I lost your Paisley you. shirt today, which is great. Oh. You know, I like this one. Big Paisley, I call him. Got it from. Brad, the I call him Brad Paisley. Got it from the lot. A handful of them. So you yeah. got the extra button down, so I get a little bit of the hair. But also, I'm getting a little midriff from the bottom from this angle I'm on. What does that mean? It's yeah, almost yeah. like you're dressed like uh, it's like a Drew Barrymore outfit from the Batman Forever premiere. I and un- I love I, it. I take the lowest button on the shirt, and I unbutton it because it lays out nicer in the chair. But I'm seeing skin up top and down low. Well, you are. No, and I'm not no complaining. One no, and I don't want you to be. So I'm move in a little. Anyways, Greg, sorry. We, I know we need to get to, to uh, the sport. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, that was I great, want more. though. I want more of that. Here I am. More taco meat and I'm looking, whatever else is going on. I'm looking at Mark's That's bare cool. torso, and Greg's arguing about how perfect the NFL is, and Mark's like going off the deep end about how terrible it is. Not t- and I'm just staring at man's skin. You know what? You have to self-scout. You have to be able to critique the, your own product, right? Or do, or, yeah. do you, or do you just company man everything until the end of time? And just right. Go, you just hang around. I'm, that's what that was. What I felt like my role. I was self scouting that. Madison, we're just going to start the show over. Spending the so. first five minutes complaining every show is probably not what I would want. All right, it's let's. Not what you'd want. Let's everybody. Let's let's <laughs> rein this in and get to what we need to get to because, as we know, this late in the season, final week of the regular season, there are no buys. A lot of games to talk about, and let's start on Saturday. The last Saturday of the regular season. Remember, there are playoff games. Played Saturday as well, so these this is not the last of Saturday football. Let's start uh, though on Sunday. How about that? I threw a little curveball to you because that's the game everybody wants to talk about. Greg Sunday and I have night. to recover from that curveball. <laughs> Hang in there. I think we'll be all right. Sunday night football. It is the game of the week. It is the game to decide the AFC East. It is the ten and six Buffalo Bills traveling to Miami to face the 11 and five dolphins. And it is the Miami. It is the bills. And you know what? It tells you so much about this season uh, with the bills and this general idea of what the bills are capable of. And there's been so many ups and downs to this season. It's been a topsy turvy year up in orchard park. They're getting three points in this game. Mm. So the, the, at least the desert and the public feel like despite all the ups and downs, despite the fact that the bills haven't even, played well the last couple of weeks. The fact that the Dolphins have a track record of bouncing back from disappointment and hell, God knows they were disappointed after getting a 50 burger dropped on them by the Ravens. It is the host Dolphins that are an underdog in a game that decides the division. And as you said, Greg, uh, for the bills, it could be as high as the two seed. 
and home field uh, for uh, the playoffs, except for, of course, if they meet the Ravens or missing the playoffs altogether. So the stakes are very high. I can't think of another game like this that we've covered as a podcast with that much variance. It's not, it's not even they might get the two seed. They will get the two seed if they win, and they're likely to miss the playoffs if they lose. That's wild. Yeah. We, we kept looking at like a 10 wins probably gets you in in the AFC. You probably don't need to get there in the NFC. Well, it turns out nine wins gets you in in the NFC. 10 might not be enough in the AFC because the Bills are at 10 wins. And if they lose this game and either the Steelers or, or the Jags, uh, if they both win, then bye bye. Buffalo, which is crazy because it might be the end of an era. Like, is Stefan Diggs back on this team next year? What other kind of changes could possibly uh, happen to this team? And I just wonder, like, which Josh Allen's going to be? It's crazy Josh season. It's, like, going to be great or it's going to be rough like it kind of was last week against New England. Like, can Miami force Josh Allen to go into hero ball mode because he got a little wild last week against the Patriots and almost threw away the, you know, potential playoffs right there. And yet the way this Dolphins defense has been playing is hard to figure out because they were great for so long, but they're great because of their pass rush and they lose Chubb on top of having already lost Phillips. What does Fangio do? Can he create pressure County on the guys up front or does he get a little crazy sending pressure at Josh Allen, which is not really what they've been doing. Yeah, when I look at the spread, I think a, a number of things are at play, like a lack of confidence in the Dolphins against winning teams, and the last two weeks have been a disaster. Uh, if well, they beat the Cowboys, but yes, last Well, week. last week was just, I think, yeah. a, like... A, it was their biggest win of the year two weeks ago. It was a huge... I mean, last week was a, a perception-altering loss, right. but I think also, to be fair, like you mentioned Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, Raheem Mostert uh, did not practice uh, yesterday. Devon Achan is banged up. Um, you've got a potential issue with Tua, who may not be 100%. So you don't have this version of the Dolphins that have been so good at home. They've been 7-1 at home. Uh, it sounds like Jalen Waddle might come back. But that variance for the Bills feels perfect, a perfect way to finalize this regular season because they've been that team all year around. I just really cannot have. imagine an AFC playoffs. We, I'm not that high on the Bills in terms of us being a true Super Bowl type of team the way they have been in the past. But an AFC playoff picture without Josh Allen feels really mixed up to me. And they yet, need Waddle. They need Waddle. He's the guy. Yet. And Eric, the producer, listen, man. Think whether or not you're confident in week 18. I'm curious if you are. I just have this feeling that the Bills, it would be fitting if the Bills had one last letdown here. Mm. And it would not be off brand. And I think. As much as people seem to be confident about Buffalo now, Eric, I, I worry about this game because I guess I'm putting more into what we've seen the last two weeks than other people are. Mm -hmm. Some people are looking like, oh, they haven't lost since their bye week. I look at a team that was not sharp in the last two weeks with their season on the line, and now you're going to Miami who, listen, McDaniel's a very good coach. They're coming off a blow off law, blowout loss, and he's saying, look, everyone's picking against us. They still have Tyreek Hill. They got two of his setting yardage records. They, they have a chance obviously to win this game and the bills I feel like are more vulnerable than people realize. Where do you come down? On this? Uh, as a bills fan, you're kind of groomed to expect the worst. Um, it just, and the season itself it has just been a hard watch. I mean, last week, Greg kind of mentioned like against the Patriots, it was, there was points of that game where like, well, we're going to lose today. Right. And, and, and they lost to the Pats already this year. I mean, their, their best game of the season probably was that early season game against the dolphins. I will give them that. But I mean, yeah, there's, there's too many scars and too many, 
kinks in the armor this season. I mean, Tyreek Hill has lit us up in the past, but, I mean, albeit it was on the Chiefs, but like you can't be comfortable going into this game with a, a practically a must-win game. I mean, Josh Allen has said this is a must-win game. It is a you must-win game. Yeah, you're you, not going to make you don't wanna, you'll know because Pittsburgh will have already yeah. played and so will the Jaguars. So then maybe the, it won't be a must-win game. The, there's a there's an outside chance it won't be, but the yeah. odds are they'll know when they line up yeah. that they have to. I win. mean, Josh Allen hero great. ball is always fun, but it's like it's 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 the wild horse, <laughs> it's man. A it's a fun ride until you yeah. get bucked off the back end. Here's yeah. the thing, though: their defense has been fantastic. They're totally different than they were back in that Week Four game for good and bad. Like they lost Milano and Tre'Davious White, who were in that game, and. And they have a different coordinator. Everything's different. Diggs is no longer like part of the offense. That's weird and not a great thing. I'm sure that will go well if they <laughs> lose this game. Uh, I do <laughs> wonder if he's on this team next year either way. But the defense has adapted. I think Sean McDermott's had one of his best coaching years defensively. They've settled down all those post those injuries. They were awesome last week against the Patriots. They really Their defense has been awesome. Daquan Jones is back. Benford's turned into a, a really good starter. Um Razul Douglas is like the pickup of the year. Bernard and Dotson, their linebackers have settled in play well. And if there's no Jalen Waddle in this game, it really struck me last week. It's like, man, they have a pretty big drop off to the rest of their guys. When you need Cedric Wilson and Claypool and Craycraft. I, I saw Chase ends, Claypool almost like a play. And I was like, wait, Chase Claypool's on this yeah, team. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's too big of a drop off to keep up. I think in a shootout Two is always so good in these early portions of the games. And then, and then it tails off. I think it's got to be a close game. I'm with you that I, I'm not counting on the Bills, but I'm picking the Bills. It also matters like what version of Jalen Waddle because he's dealing with an ankle. He it sounds like he's got a chance ankle. to play. I mean, but that like as right. a wide receiver, I it's don't the like version. It. But this does he make it through the game? Does Tyreek make it through the game? It's just a weekly thing with them and their linemen. Like everything with them has been really bad luck. And here's just the the pure stats because we have talked about it and they did because it, it wouldn't be fair to say look over the Cowboys win. Cause that was a, a great win where they, you know, they hung with them and then made the big drive to take the game at the end. But Dolphins defense versus winning teams this season, last in points allowed or 31st in points allowed 35 mm. opposing completion percentage, 73.6 passing yards per attempt, 9.4. That's dead last uh, passing TDs interception allowed 16, one opposing pass rating nearly 140. So when they play big boys, uh, their defense no-shows, and the quarterbacks light them up. Will Josh Allen do it? He obviously has the ability to do it. Josh Allen is a superstar quarterback, but hot damn was he terrible the last time we saw him. So we'll see if he's in a slump or if that was just an aberration against the Pats. Uh-oh. To the Cincinnati Zoo. Hey, guys, we have a video weighing in on this particular matchup, and... You know how these videos go. Maybe it's a, a couple big shots. week for the the zoo after a, a tough loss. Yeah, Greg might want to listen to this one closely. Okay, I'm sure. Hello, heroes. I want to tell all your listeners out there what a coward Greg is. <laughs> oh, boy. I texted him earlier today and said, "Hey, I have to pre-record these things, and I want to do a lockout." You know what this guy wouldn't do? He wouldn't even tell me who he's locking. I told him he could have whatever favorite he wanted. No, he didn't. I was like, hey, yeah, I'll take lied. the Dolphins without <laughs> half their team. You can have the Bills. You've been hyping them up the last eight weeks how they're going to win the Super Bowl or oh, something. Man. This is crazy. Fair. Why don't you be a man, block off against me. I'm taking the Dolphins. I have no idea if you're going to do it or not. You take the Bills, and we'll see what happens. You can't be that afraid of me. You're four <laughs> games up with five to play? Get out of here. 
Do it, Greg. Be a man. All right. So, love it. Love it. Great character work by Nick Also, Wesley. it's such nonsense because he's all nice and doesn't say all, any of that stuff in the actual text. Well, he's a showman. But let, <laughs> let me say this. Let me say he didn't this. say I could take anyone. Let me say this. Nick, I know you know Greg well, but Greg, it's built into his personality that he will not do what he's told. That's like it's intrinsic to Greg's entire being that, that he feels like being told what to do is somehow... Uh, backing off from life or a challenge or makes him feel small. It's true. It's the so opposite of cowardice. He's not. He <laughs> So by telling him he won't do it, and I know how annoying that is because it would make it a better show, and I hope that this is what happens, but I know Greg, and just because you told him to, he's not going to, and that's just, you know, lesson learned, I hope. Well, Dan is trying to Jedi mind trick me by uh, saying that I won't do it. So now he's superseded <laughs> what Nick's trying to do. I see what you're doing there. Uh, what the heck? Let's go for it. Hey! I will lock up the bills. Yeah. Let's go. Sorry to the... Well, you believe in the bills. I have. I, I That's have. Good. It's I've a good lock. All yeah. year. I've picked them up. I'm, I'd be nervous about it. Team but on the road. Island game. Inconsistent all year. Did put up 48 points on the Dolphins. I am, I am four up. So I would still have, you know, plenty of wiggle room here if I were to lose this, but if I were to win it, yeah. uh, the lock competition would be over before the playoffs, which would be as close That's as I record. think I'm going to get uh, to ending the lock competition, which is what I'm trying a, to, which I've sort of there's done There's a major here. race for second place, though. But nobody and, like, cares about second place. Well, you don't care. I mean, it's the, the I race I don't think Mark hot. cares. I, like, maybe oh, Nick me. does. Cecil. I don't want to be in last, which I am Cecil currently tied Looking for Looking at last. the standings, I'm 15 and 2. Wow. I mean, it's Wesley been. A, I would say it's six. been a down season for some of us. Um, yeah, you know. it has been, and and Greg has. Greg has made it no. He stepped in. Level, he stepped so. in poop this year. He's won fifteen of seventeen. You got to respect it, and uh, and good job, Greg, because you know. He he did challenge you, and this it's not the first That's time. That's why I'm every doing time it. though you he's challenged you. You you've kind of shooed him away, and finally we have a a lock off between one and two. I'm excited, even more excited to watch the game now. Let's get to the other. Um, Saturday games now, starting uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Here's the, here's the call on this one. Chris Fowler, Lou Riddick, Danny Orlovsky, Laura Rutledge on the sidelines. This is the Steelers getting three and a half. Steelers getting three and a half in, in Baltimore. How is that possible? Here's how it's possible. Lamar Jackson's not playing. And John Harbaugh, uh, as my mother would say, might be spitting in the sky on this one. Uh, because they're going to do the same thing they did in 2019 when they were the top seed. They're going to rest their guys in the final week of the regular season. They're going to have, obviously, a bye for the first week of the regular season, then hope they hit the ground running uh, in the playoffs. And obviously, for Mark, for all the um, earned anxiety based on what happened last time they were in this situation and they got waxed in the first round of the playoffs, it's the right move. I absolutely think it is. I don't think you toy around with this. Um, I, I think the concept of, like, too much rest, suddenly they get soft and kind of forget the goal. Like, I don't think football teams... You're not going to win the Super Bowl anyway if that was a concern right, that, about that's your team. Just that, right. They're not built that way. I mean, by the way, this is a special Ravens team that is, like, 24-1 and in the preseason. 
over the past however many years. So their preseason team, you maybe give the Steelers a fight. I don't have, but I mean, it's not just Lamar Jackson. It's guys like, uh, Ro- you don't want to lose like a Roquan Smith or so these other linchpin pieces, linchpins to your team. And I just, I think that's the only way to do it. You're the number, you've gotten to this, this far. Don't have anything wacky happen at this point. Uh, I do think it's interesting that it's the Steelers though, of all teams, because if you let the Steelers in the playoffs, that's not, it's not, it's like not, in terms of these two teams, that's not a good storyline. And this is a different Steelers team. Like Mason Rudolph, we've talked about it before over the last couple of weeks. This offense is completely a, a new creation. He has as many 40-yard completions in these two games as Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky had in 14 games combined. And, it, and I think it just speaks to the fact that like he, he is keyed in on George Pickens. And I think that's a smart thing to do in general. But it's really worked. Um, he's, got a, he's brought a vertical element to the passing game. And Najee Harris... And, and Warren have been awesome on the ground, too. Like, all elements of this offense that you were waiting for for so long have finally come together at the perfect time, and it's like a completely different watch. They're not going to get to your 12 wins, Mark. Well, if they get into the playoffs, but, they win a couple of games. Oh, interesting. Why, I like that. Nice right, move. Why do I feel like they are going to get into the playoffs? I do, too. That would mean I lose <laughs> my lock because that means the Bills lost. Uh, look, I think this is a better lock than the Bills. So I, I am definitely giving up my old, my usual, like, just pick the best one, because mm. to me, I, the Steelers are going to win this so game. Your Greg Robot voice. Yes, uh, that's what you guys say. I'm just like very <laughs> analytical. Like to me, the Steelers are going to win this game. I'm much more confident the Steelers win this game. I'm with Mark. I think they're different. You know what stand out to me? That fir- the first third down of last week, Mason Rudolph. It's like a third and nine, and he's looking to the right side of the field, and he no one's open there. And he gets to his third read like so fast. And it's Deontay Johnson, who's wide open on the total other side of the field. And he got there fast. And I'm just thinking, of course, Deontay Johnson's wide open because he's Deontay Johnson. He's awesome at running routes. And Rudolph got to that receiver in a way that just Pickett wouldn't have or, or Trubisky wouldn't have. He's been a different quarterback. I know it's only two weeks. And so it might not continue. And this is a tougher matchup, even against backups. But He's been a different quarterback and he's letting their best players shine. Pickens is suddenly like has 1100 yards on the season because of two games with Rudolph, uh, Johnson, Fryermuth. They're third. It's only two weeks, but they are third in EPA in those two weeks. They are the number three offense. I think they roll and I wouldn't be shocked if if TJ Watt like sacks Huntley three times in an island game here, it's like that could get him some DPOI votes here. He's at 16 and a half sacks, something like that. Oh, you could completely see that. Like if you could see him having a crazy big game and getting to 20 sacks and then suddenly he wins the award. You know, Mark, I thought initially when you mentioned the Ravens and their preseason success, I didn't know quite where you were going because well, they had won 24 in a row and then they lost. I don't know what, I don't know because the preseason famously is utter nonsense. Well, their backups are good. I'm I'm just saying they're good. Can I finish there? Guys. Oh, okay. I just say I'm getting to my point. However, um, I think there's something to that, that, that the John Harbaugh, this team, they always compete and he is a master motivator. That's, there's a reason why they had that type of streak because it mattered to them to keep that going. I think it absolutely matters. The idea, the chance to knock out the hated Steelers with our backups, it's, it's almost more of a flex and something that they would be more proud of than just beating them with the regular guys. Like, look, we could beat you with the backups and ruin your season and ruin your 2024. So I think, I think he's going to be pushing all those buttons and they are, they're a deep, excellent roster playing at home. I, I'm a very nervous Steelers fan because all of a sudden for all this like Mason Rudolph mania we're having right now, Mason Rudolph on the road in early January with the playoffs on the line. 
how how confident can you really be? I'd also ask, like, because that's why it's only three and a half. Right, it's yeah. close. You, you, it's Tyler Huntley has been in the situation in week eighteen years in a row. Like this is like you're not throwing someone out there that's a total newbie. But how much of the roster do you sit? And how long well, do you, you can't sit, sit that many? That's the that, thing. I mean, is. you're gonna have it's it's like you're talking Lamar. That makes a huge difference. But and probably some skill position guys. But it's Lamar. It's Odell who's not practicing. It's Zay Flowers. It's Kyle Hamilton. It's Humphrey. It's guys who have injuries. Maybe a couple guys like Roquan and Queen. But you can't sit that many. It, just the numbers don't work. So I'm with you. I think it'll be. It could be competitive, and I I give the Ravens a chance. But I think this is a different Steelers team. Uh, December 29th, 2019, the Steelers lost to the Ravens backups in Baltimore mm. to miss the playoffs. But there's history here, too. It wow. can and that was John Harbaugh. I remember the Bills starters once losing to the Steelers backups. I think it was 2004 to miss the playoffs in week 17. That was with Drew Bledsoe. And, like, it happens. It happens. There's a reason why it happens more when it's, like, the one seed resting players, which was the case in the Steelers. And the Ravens, because, well, their, their team's good. Like, the backups are good. They can still win. Interesting. That was, yeah, 2019. So the Ravens, yeah, they who were then flat two weeks later against the Titans, they kicked the Steelers' ass in that spot. Um, all right, let's move to the other Saturday game. That would be the Houston Texans against the Indianapolis Colts. All right, Greg, I'm going to need your help with some tabulations on this one. There are three teams that are 9-7 and seven in the AFC South entering a week 18, the aforementioned Texans and Colts. Yes. The Jacksonville Jaguars. What happens when one of these teams wins on Saturday? <laughs> Tell me who wins this division. Well, and how does it work? They're in the playoffs, which is exciting. And losers done or are they still alive? The loser is not done. Uh, they'll have to wait, I believe, to okay. find out. But the... Winner gets to wait till Sunday to find out if they win the division. The Jaguars are essentially in pole position, and if they win, okay, that's what I was looking for. So the Jags' destiny is in their hands for this division, but the winner of this game uh, has obviously they're going to the dance and have a chance to get that home game as well. Yes, that's a lot. That's a lot at stake here. Playoff game. It's a playoff game. I like it. I like it. Who do we like in the game? Gardner means you and the Colts. Uh, do we have, by the way, we have Minshew. Uh, oh, I love this. Uh, do we have the Minshew uh, was playing the Raiders last week? Nice win. Minshew makes a big throw. Touchdown pass. Uh, they beat the Raiders, keep their hopes alive. And, uh, you know, Max Crosby, this should not come as a surprise. A maniac on the field uh, keeps on calling him what? A sit down little boy. He kept on calling him a little boy, I believe. And here's uh, Minshew on the sideline expressing He's almost puzzled and a little bit offended that Max Crosby doesn't respect his size. Dude, Max Crosby is so damn angry. <laughs> Bro, he cut, he just... Well, like, the thing is, like, he's not really that angry. I know, right? He just calls, he keeps calling everybody little-ass boy. <laughs> hey, little-ass boy. I'm like, I'm little out here, but not always, you know? <laughs> that was from inside the NFL, by the way. They're good. Uh, he's a hard guy uh, not to like, obviously, uh, but... He has a chance here uh, in a year where he started out as the backup uh, to Anthony Richardson, who goes down early and he keeps the Colts relevant. And now here it is, Mark, your guy Minshew with a chance to take the Colts to the playoffs. They've been really consistent in terms of points produced. Uh, I think with Minshew, it's the story week to week 
has been which version you're getting. They're five and zero when he doesn't have uh, when he doesn't throw an interception, and, and they and they a markedly different team when he crumbles. And so I think that matters. You're playing a Texans defense that is completely different under this coaching staff. I think this is a, a Cody off, like a coach of the year off between Cody. Shane Steichen Cody. and Demico Ryan's. I mean, these this they have to be in the top three. Uh, Coach of the year no, in terms good, of narrative. Call. I think let's check out no, I, the DraftKings I think in general of the year. In, if, if you're the voter that's that look doesn't say like you know what we should just give it to Kyle Shanahan, which doesn't happen. You no, know, your boy's the favorite. Stefanski is a favorite. heavy favorite right now. And but Ryan here's and this heavy. is why you're not off though, Mark. Uh, so Stefanski a heavy favorite, but Ryan's and Steichen are both plus eleven hundred on hmm. DraftKings. So they're ver- in terms of how the odds makers see it. They have done an equally good job in terms of the story and what they've done with their teams. So maybe like us with our picks, it's for second place. It is for second place because I don't think anything the Browns with no starters in there do would affect. Well, it's that. also assuming that the odds makers have this pick. Have it correct. Which I don't think it's that mean. That's a monster favorite, giving them almost no chance. And I don't agree with that. I think if the Texans win this game in exciting fashion, Ryan's would have a chance. I, I think, think he should. I think he yeah. should because I, it's also his assistance, the way that C.J. Stroud's developed. The or one thing that's for on that matter. Either way. Both, both of them. But one of them's on, one thing's on my radar, and it's a small sample size, but the numbers for Stroud post-Tank Dell are pretty interesting. Like, his yards per attempt dropped by, like, 2.5 yards almost. Yeah. His passer rating dropped by 12 points. It's not a big sample size, but it just reminds you that Tank Dell and him worked so well together and they were so dynamic. But I still think about like, I, I talked to them about this Colts team a bunch, but the team that I want to see in the playoffs is the Houston Texans. I mean, I feel like they could do something kind of freaky and unpredictable, or I think the Colts are going to be that glass of vanilla milk that we absolutely yes. expect one way or another. I think that those numbers post tank almost got to get tossed out because that was, he gets hurt and then they go to the Meadowlands and play in a rain where they get shut out basically before he goes out with an injury and their stats were terrible there. So there's not a big sample size. I believe he has the ability to uh, make it work without Dell and like Nico Collins. They, right. Like and we've talked about Collins and what a year he's had. Like, I think there is dynamic offense in this team post Dell. Uh, maybe we see it here. I, I agree. And I was really curious to see how he looked last week after the injury because I think he his season peaked in that Bengals game one of the best games of the year after that I don't think he played I don't think he's played at like a top five QB level the whole season I think which is an enormously high bar for a rookie I think he did play at that for like a month and that month was November and in for the five games since he was kind of back to where he was before that which is like 10 to 12 area of quarterbacks in the NFL, which again is exceptional for a rookie. But looking at what he did last week, I thought he was very good. His feet look great. He was extremely accurate again. He was taking what the different defense was giving him. I thought it was a really encouraging game for him to come back and makes me feel good uh, about picking them this week because I just think they have a, a little more. They've shown an ability on defense and hopefully they get Grenard back this week. Will Anderson's also not practicing. Neither is Malik Collins. It's a little worrisome. Uh, but I'm guessing Collins and Anderson play. 
But they found a way to just like bring new guys in and make it work. Like Derek Barnett is on this team, by the mm-hmm. way. He was on the Eagles halfway through the season, couldn't get on the field. He's got more pressures over the last two weeks by far than anyone on the Eagles. Almost doubled them. So like they just like put guys into this offense and it works. And so I'm just hoping it happens because he's a little more dynamic. But I do think Minshew's playing his best ball of the year right now. Uh, he only has three PFF games all year over 70. It's three of the last four games. He's go. been a little mistake free and just kind of moving the offense. And it's funny. They run the same offense that I would have expected with Richardson. It's like all yeah. RPO. And they have. You're right. And uh, me and Sh- this is a primetime game. This is, by the way, CJ Stroud's first primetime game as a pro. Me and Shu probably hasn't played a ton, I would imagine, uh, in his NFL career. And I do, you know, he's a, an excitable fellow. Uh, uh, hopefully he doesn't get too fired up by the moment, starts trying to play hero ball. If he stays within himself, I think the Colts have a, have a good chance here, but I do love Stroud having a chance to do this under the lights as well. He seems like the type of guy yes. who could blow up uh, with, you know, uh, the game's going to do a huge number and everything and everybody's going to be watching it. And Troy and Joe. How about that? Uh, this coming out, a true coming out party for Stroud in prime time to punch a playoff ticket. I, I like the, I like the Texans. I need to correct a mistake. I apologize. Okay. This is an elimination. Game. Big of you. You know what? It was because I had the tie thing in my head that technically they weren't. Tabulate, game. baby. But no, you lose, you go. Yeah, you you lose, you lose, you're out. You win, you're in. Period. It's very simple. And then wait and see if you win the division. Yes, you wait and see if you win. The Hear division. that? That's the sound of the retabulation. You're you're eliminated. You know, sometimes when you had the old T eight hundred calculator, you hit that one wrong button. It's a wrap. That's what happens. <laughs> That's true of all calculators. But yeah, yeah, but that T eight hundred. Yeah. For those who know. Back to the drawing board. To your point on primetime, this is actually the only game all year the Texans have played that's not at 10 a.m. Pacific. T-800 might actually. They, had, they did not have high hopes for the Texans. You might predate the T-800, uh, Mark, in your education because you're years older. But what I don't a, think so. What about in Western Mass? Was the T-800 huge? Yeah, it was like this is the highest of technological advances. Wait, is the T-800 Arnold from uh, Terminator or was yeah. it? What was the name of that calculator? Something like that sounds right to me. T.I. Let's see. Calculator. Texas Instruments. We need to pay to that. Instruments. (laughs) We've done three games. Then three games. Uh, Oh, there it is. Oh, that son of a bitch. And it would make the. uh, Show it to me. I'm going to show it to you right now. See, it's the T.I. 83. Oh, yeah. No, I had that. And uh, that thing was that, annoying. Well, yours, it had the crank and everything. Yours. No, it did not. Dan, I'm like, like literally like hat, like five years younger than you or something. You had to like actually weirdly like put dime. Seven. You had Seven. to put coins into it to yeah. get it to work. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Damn, it still costs 220 bucks to this day. Why would people want to? All right. Why anyway, I want that thing. I don't know. I think if you're, if you're Maybe like it's in a relic calculus, you need it basically. Because you would have to type in the, the theory or whatever. And then cosine all that. And then you you want the chart to do something. That is the correct answer, but then it would be like, wah, wah, wah. And it's like, you blew it. You know why they can't, they can charge it much because you don't have any other options. Like they've cornered that market. They did it. Those bastards at Texas <laughs> Instruments. All right, let's see what the Texans do. Let's take a break and then we'll get to the draft. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but. Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. 
they play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you you telling me? The whole time. (laughs) And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, guys, it's Steve Covino from Covino & Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. All right. Welcome back to Around the NFL, the week 18 by the way, preview. Yes, I fixed this button down here. I just like throwing me off that you're like looking at my um, midsection. Un- yeah, no, this mid-section, is why I guess is the we were we our roots are puritanical, and you grew up in England and Connecticut, so it's just I think it's telling that you think that's fixing the problem. Like I want to see another button off. Well, no, like I that, want more skin, that's for not less. Time. That's for another time. Not, we're not doing that during the during the show. The preview of week eighteen. And it's not for another time. Beach body. <laughs> All right, let's get to the draft. Let's start with uh, the first overall pick presented by DraftKings. Mark Sessler, you are on the clock. Two of the games we just talked about. Um, there's a lot of ways to go here, but I'm going to go Jacksonville at Tennessee, which is kind of like part B of that a- Saturday night AFC South matchup. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been a real mess. I, I, I'm concerned about them in this game because, you know, you still have Trevor Lawrence dealing with multiple injuries, but right now it's they're listing it as shoulder. He's practiced Wednesday on a limited basis. I don't know what kind of version we're going to get from him. They do have Christian Kirk back. Um, he might be back. That would be a, I think his, his absence has really affected their offense a lot. Flip side, though, one of the reasons I want to watch this game is that there are a couple teams in the league that we know are going to, with coaching changes and other stuff, vastly look different a week or two from now. And I think this is the end of Ryan Tannehill. 
This is the end of Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Mm. Um, it's very possible that DeAndre Hopkins is a very easy cut post-June 1. He could be gone. And I really wonder if there's a chance that Mike Vrabel, there's whispers that Mike Vrabel could do the New England thing. He could do a couple of things. It's like Mike Vrabel in this Tennessee experience, it's like he's been really good, but their record in the regular season over the last like 20 games has been abysmal. He, unless you really believe in Will Levis, you don't have a quarterback. Could you be maybe, could someone dream you into a New England Patriots head coaching job? I don't know. But in general, the Titans that we have known for four or five years are over. Yeah, this was the year where, you know, they ceased to be a playoff contender and now they have an aging roster and a coach who seems like he's got one foot out the door and and it does for the Titans and their fans like Gravedigger and everyone else. This was uh, a tough year to swallow, but you kind of begin to reboot in earnest. Hopefully, if you believe in Will Levis, you have brighter days ahead. The Jags have no excuse here. I mean, with everything I just said, the Titans are a team in a down cycle playing out the string of a lost season. And I know you're beat up at quarterback, uh, but you're a team that had a uh, division title last year. You won a huge playoff game with an epic comeback, uh, gave the Chiefs a scare the next round. You cannot, you cannot blow this game. It would be a massive setback for the organization. And I think Lawrence, even though he hasn't been the player, I think a lot of us thought he would be this year, and he's obviously not healthy. I think he finds a way and plays a game that gets his team to the next step. Yeah, his status is looking up. He he was at the throwing portion of practice Thursday. So I think the biggest question is, you right, Mark, what, what version do we get? Kirk has been aiming, according to Peter Doug Peterson, for this date for a while. So I, I think they're hopeful he helps a lot. Josh Allen, uh, the Jaguars version, he's another guy where, look, if he gets three sacks in this game and gets up to 20, I, I don't mm. think he's a crazy yeah. defensive player it, of the That's year. like what Lamar did last week, right. like having that last big week and put you over the top. It's like five guys in award. that group. Yeah. And, and it's important for them, I think, to get into some sort of offensive rhythm obviously to make the playoffs because it would be a catastrophic loss, but also because you got the Browns next week if you win this game and you better get ready. I'm with you on Vrabel. I'm getting some mid-career Sean Payton vibes where like there's a lot of Vrabel chatter and seems like that chatter to me is coming from Mike Vrabel. So that that's interesting that maybe he's not, there's been reporting that he's he wasn't happy with the, GM ran Carthon that they gave him that that was kind of an arranged marriage. And uh, he, he's a little antsy. They've lost a lot of close home games. They're usually very competitive. They almost beat the Seahawks a couple weeks ago. Uh, they almost beat the Colts home. They're just like always lose by three. He sounded very edgy this week mm. asking uh, why it's important for him to win this week. Because it sucks to lose. <laughs> Trey, 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 ever need to show you anything? Uh, Did you have another thought or no? I'm just <laughs> curious. Why? It <laughs> sucks. Losing. <laughs> Awful. That's why I want to win. Because <laughs> you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that there bust their tail. That's it. That is Gentry Estes, uh, who's a columnist for the Tennessean. It's almost like when your mother would call you by your full name when you were in trouble as a child. When the reporter is, goes one of two ways. Yeah, right. It's either the, the reporter likes you and is having some fun and he's like, uh, yeah, Gentry, you know what I'm talking about. Or, because it sucks, Gentry. And it's like, uh-oh, Daniel, get over here. It's, it's a thing.
And, th- and then you get the, do you have anything else to add to that? Like to the reporter, it's like, well, right. I like laser that, shooting out of his eyes. And there's a second part to that whole answer. And the one thing I could see going through Mike Rabel's like mind was, I was a little harsh on this guy. And so like he got, starts to ease up and get a little more philosophical. Well, yeah, another question was asked and he went back to gen- yeah. Gentry. But it was a good job by Gentry because he picked up on something Rabel said, how important it was to win. And then just quickly asked the follow-up, why is it important? He knew he was going to get also, something good there. Have you ever met um, a person named Gentry before? No, but if Shout out. if I did, I would Unique guess names. that they live in Tennessee. Uh, the Titans are five-point underdog. Greg putting all the gentries in a box. In this game, I am. You it's must a, be from It's Tennessee. a Southern name. And uh, the Jaguars. Oh, Gentry. Minus say. 225. Over under 40. I must say Gentry. Pretty low. It's a great question, Gentry. I think you're on to something with the Josh Allen thing, Greg. PFF has ranked the Titans offensive line dead last Two years in a row. Oh, yeah. That tells you a lot why that offense is hard to watch. I like the Jaguars to, to get it done. I do, too. But if Lawrence is more hurt than we even know and he doesn't play, all bets are off. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now with code ATN. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code ATN. The crown is yours. All right, Greg. I am so excited. To me, there was a clear number one Ooh, in this draft. Ooh, a shot right at it was, no, 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 I knew you said you wanted it, and I'm happy Thank to you. give it to you. That's like, very nice. Give me a break here. Look, that is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> give me a break. Uh, it's Bears. It's Packers. Right Packers. Between Sessler's forehead. Favored by three. Boom. Stupid. Minus 162. <laughs> it's Nance. It's Romo on Bears Packers. Got to do it. Give gotta it pick to it. me. It's got to be the pick. 425. <laughs> I, I think it's because I love watching Jordan Love play right now, and I've really enjoyed watching Justin Fields and the growth of this Bears team. I I believe that this is a, say. a big Bears win here. Uh, not not like they win by a lot, but I think they're going to win this game. I, I considered locking this up, so I'm actually glad Nick stepped in. A big in. Bears win. I just think they'll win. If they win this game, I think it'd mean a lot to them uh, to knock the Packers out of the playoffs, to solidify some of what the underlying numbers say right now, for instance, in weighted DVOA, they're the number seven team in the NFL. Mm. Like it. And I kind of see that it's a really good defense. And then this could be Joe Barry's final, you know, Ego. piece of art here. Let Justin Fields, who's throwing the ball as well as he ever has go up and down the field. Anti art. And the defense I'll makes say, just say, enough. Plays. I think this defense is really playing well. <laughs> And uh, can at least slow down the Packers, although the Packers are getting healthier. All their receivers, Watson, yes. Wicks, Reed, all back at practice, which is a big deal for them. Uh, you're not gonna, we're not, we've lost Dan for the remaining. <laughs> I appreciate what you just tried Gentra to, says you're fired. I'll say you're gone. Clear out your desk. That matters how healthy they're getting, because I think that Love is like thrive with a lot of those guys in and out of the lineup. And, and it, it's, he, he right now has 34 offensive touchdowns, which kind of, I don't know. Like that Mark, you know, like, they, this has been in, on our joint radar for years. Damn Packers did it again. They got they, another they long-term did it, they did starter. He's <laughs> only three, I mean, you got to credit him. That's only incredible. Only two other quarterbacks have more offensive touchdowns than him this year. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. He has been on balance. And a they revelation. Got for it. They got killed for that pick. Yes. I always defended it. I always said it, the, the process isn't crazy. We'll have to see. I was like, going to say, I was going to give the credit to Jordan Love and the Packers, but we must give it where it truly belongs. 
Greg. Well, we we argue. What's the point of having all these arguments <laughs> four years ago if we can't remember them? No, I mean, they they really did. They held the fort. They waited out the Rogers melodrama. Uh, even when Love wasn't lighting it up when he got a chance to play, like they never they never moved off the plan. And hot damn, he is a player. He's got 30 touchdown passes uh, and 34 total, as you said, Mark. And I just see I see a guy that might be scratching the surface here and could become a true true star in the league but uh, I like what you're saying too about the Bears I think that and I saw our buddy Rank um big Bears fan down in uh the dressing room before we came up today I, so did I I must have just missed you love love uh catching he was actually Rank. dressing in. he was getting dressed in clothing and like people just go walk in there and just walk around yeah like he was actually going through the process Who of like was in there and <laughs> just walks around well, no I mean just like I there's a lot of just you know jabbering but he was like doing the what you would what you'd actually do getting in the dressed yeah. in the dressing room good for him and i i, I reminisce with rank about i was on his bears podcast in the off season and we we're talking about all the optimism around that team and and the idea of you know keeping fields and trading the number one pick and and building around him and a year later we're kind of having the same conversation where there's optimism around the bears and there's this idea to keep fields and, and trade the number one overall pick to build more around him and i've been very loud and boisterous on this pod the last few weeks about keeping fields. Uh, and we talked about it, Greg, on our last show that this game really does matter because I almost feel the that final it, it would cement it. It would cement it if he lights up Green Bay here uh, and he can against that Green Bay defense. It's all set up for him. I feel like we're being a little down on the on the Packers just after a year ago. I think this matters like they were embarrassed what was one of the more indelible images of the year last year was when when Aaron Rodgers throws that interception, the Lions win that Week 18 game, and Aaron Rodgers walking out of out of Lambeau with a look in his eye where we were sitting together thinking, like, I think he's gone. We, we didn't know that for sure. Well, he walked off the field, like, arm in arm with Randall Cobb. Yeah, and it's like, I just think this guy's gone. But now, the same record, Week 18, Jordan Love, a year later, who's played better than Rodgers did a year ago in many ways, uh, has the same chance. I don't think this team is just going to go and lay an egg to the Bears. In the same defense, though. To let another NFC it's South, not about NFC, love. NFC North team. Like, yeah. No, they're not going to lay down. Nation. It's a like, coin flip yeah. game. I just kind of like, I mean, the Packers are favored by three. Do but not I think, trust their defense. I just don't. Either. I will, but I will say, like, for all the Joe Barry stuff, like, and I know that there was, you had, it was a rookie in there for the Vikings, but that was a positive performance for that defense a week ago against the Vikings. Sure, but I'm, I'm doing it over the course of the season, and I—I just been a disaster. I think it's very tough to run on the, this Bears team. So Aaron Jones has really added a lot of juice, and Lafleur has been cooking. He deserves a lot of the credit for making this all work. I think it's a really positive season for them, even if they lose this game. But it would be a bitter pill to swallow. You're right, Mark, to have the same thing happen. I mean, you can't. All that's right. what the Cowboys do in the playoffs. You can't do that in Week 18 if you're the Packers. All right, so I'm up. I got two picks, and. Uh, I got to go hunting for just playoff games that matter, right? Games that have big, big ramifications. So let's we're, start. We're running out of them. Yeah. Let's start with, um, hmm. Let's go to the NFC South. Not my favorite division in the world, but uh, the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. I'm gentry. And, uh, and <laughs> an actual professional <laughs> reporter that, you're, that you've now characterized. <laughs> Saints uh, given three and a half here. This is the Catalan Barber Ryan booth. Three? Three seems like a lot. I think any professional broadcasting outfit 
You don't need three people. Two is fine. I wonder if or they maybe thought, one. I, thought, I thought you meant the point spread was a lot. I see. You're saying I think three. They thought maybe Matt Ryan could go play quarterback for someone in a, in a, in a year where there's 57. I'm just saying I don't think you need like three or even two people to do a show about football. I, I'm going to I'm gonna make a... Had more than three at times. I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to make an edit. You just... What? Cross off Tiki Barber. <laughs> Better. How come you're every time I have any criticism of someone in the booth, you're like, oh, that's not right. You clutch your pearls. But now Tiki takes an arrow between the eyes. Like I've Sessler. watched this group a lot, and that's my opinion. But God forbid I say something bad about Jonathan Vilma. You're like, oh, God, no. I like Jonathan Vilma. It's just a it's personal preference. All right. But uh, I think Matt Ryan's very solid, and Tiki's always shooting from the hip stuff. <laughs> Make it sound like he didn't. And Tiki there. sounds like a guy that's on WFAN. Right. He sounds like a guy who does a but New you, York radio show right, five days a week and is not totally Which I in on the rest of the league. I don't, I don't mind that as someone that grew up listening to that. But what you're saying, too, sometimes it's like. You were pointing to, to the same person to be taken out of the booth, too, right? No? Who? You. Who, Tiki? Yeah, you. yeah. Get Tiki out of here. All right. So <laughs> but but a, because of what? Well, I'm saying I don't, you know, I, I'll let you know if I don't like somebody in the booth. For yeah. some reason with Greg, it's only Tiki. Right. Oh, a New York Giant. 42, 47. 46. Was he there for those? I don't think he was for either, actually. <laughs> right. But, you know, he represents. Like, I know he wasn't there in 2011. That was a mod Bradshaw. Legacy right. grudge. So let's, let, legacy grudge. All right, let's figure out this game. I can't because uh, obviously the Falcons are a team that I do not believe in and haven't believed in all year, but they just uh, had a chance here to, to, to steal a playoff spot. Still the saints. What do you expect from the saints here? Now, Derek Carr, I'll say this playing better. Also he really is the, the vibes all of a sudden, you, all the reporting around the saints. that's also been on my radar. We're starting to see articles pop up about like the saints have stayed together in tough times and they, their leadership is to, uh, you know, has really helped keep this team together in trying times. Are the Saints going to somehow, despite all the negativity around them and the struggles they've had, uh, steal this division? Well, I think they got the right opponent. They're at home against an Atlanta team that I think is ready to go home. Uh, so I do like the Saints a lot in this game. Does is it enough? Does it get them in the playoffs with the win, Greg? No, they need the Fabulate, baby. They need the Bucks to lose to the Panthers to win the NFC South, and they need to win this game. If the Bucks win that game, then they need either the Seahawks or Packers to lose, and they could slide in as a seven seed, and we'd get That's, two NFC South, which is fairly, outrageous. fairly reasonable, <laughs> and it means they'll still be alive like going into Sunday night football. They they might be the team that's and watching that, means, that, hoping to get in. Would Yikes. they be playing each other in in the wild card round? The, no, right? No, no. So that means would, an NFC South like, team would uh, could be in the second round. Okay, never mind. There because they be two be teams. We don't gotcha. need two of these teams. No, we we certainly do not. So maybe the the best thing for football fans is the Falcons pull off an upset because uh, they they're dead. That we're dealing with the Falcons. They're not. Uh, they're not dead. They're not. They can win the division. They can the win. They can still win the. Yeah. It's At eight and nine, they win the three-way tie. This division has broken my brain. I, I what you really need is Tampa Bay to be Carolina. Yes. And that, wait, that just and that's that's the most likely scenario of all these. And then what some of this other nonsense is. I don't like this for the sake. I want to see what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. Like he left that game last week. He's got an ankle injury. Um, not wonderful for them. But Derek Carr, you are right. Four straight games with multiple touchdown passes. That ties a career mark for himself. I mean, I think he's been healthy. I mean, the one thing about Derek Carr, like him or not, and I'm not a, I'm not a Derek Carr guy, like 
but he plays through he's played through a lot of pain in his in his career and he's been doing that most of the season and i think that can explain some of the wonkiness with his play um but in general what's happened of late it should be happening right now at the most important time of the season guys like juan johnson have stepped up i i kind of feel like that matters a lot in this rivalry. These teams hate each other. To be in New Orleans, it's like whether or not you're on this like bus, Saints fans. I know it's been a rough ride. Like, show up to this one and be like, knock out the. It could go. It goes either way though. If they fall down a little early, like the negative energy and the booing and all that. that I think but that's have a bad a, that's sort of like. The, the booing seems a little more isolated to this season. That is just not yes. a place where that was happening. I just before. mean there's a lot of pressure. You're yeah. right. It, it, they want the coach fired. I feel, I get I feel it, like know. it's it's everyone thinks Dennis Allen's totally safe. I feel like it's a it's a blowout loser coach goes home. I keep hearing Arthur Smith safe. Okay, you get blown out by the Bears and the Saints the last two weeks. Really? That can change. You're seven and ten. You're lucky to be there. Dennis Allen. Keep hearing he's safe. Okay, you lose to the Falcons. This is a rivalry. I think that means more than any other. You get swept by the Falcons, and that's how you end your season. I think the optics of how this game goes matters, but it seems very saintsy to me to win this game, to get to nine and eight and to not make the playoffs. It's just <laughs> unsatisfying all around. You keep Dennis wonder, Allen. And I was wrong before I keep messing this up. The saints need everyone to lose. They need the Seahawks to lose the Cardinals. They need the Packers to lose. They're last in line, but if they, if the Seahawks lose and the Packers lose, so they will find out at least if they get the first part of that uh, in the afternoon. Part of me wonders, and again, we white shoes plugged in, told us that Smith is safe. There's other reporting out there. Arthur Smith has a good chance to return. Is there something we don't know about this? Is there something did, let's say, I'll just throw out a hypothetical. Arthur Smith did have reservations about Desmond Ritter. And it was kind of like, we want you to give it a try with him. And, and if it doesn't work out, we, we promise you. Like, is there something else to the story that we don't know? Because based on just what we know, three seasons of essentially failure and no real growth should get a coach gone almost a hundred percent of the time. Why would he be an outlier? The one, two things I could point to is I think Arthur Blank's pretty patient. Uh, and secondly, when we were at the Super Bowl a year ago, Arthur Blank was not far from us giving an interview. And what happened during some of that interview was he was so strongly in support of Desmond Ritter. Like, like no mm. questions asked. Like, we believe in this guy so much. And so I wonder if some of that is at play. But Arthur Smith, it's been a disappointment. Like, it hasn't been a complete and utter disaster. It hasn't been like a, like a public embarrassment. This season, I, I agree, but this season's been close to it. Like, after all that Ritter sticking with rough. him, Heineke is not healthy this week. He's not practicing, really. And yet, they're, like, holding out hope. So now it's gone from, like... We're going to keep playing Ritter to like, we hope we can get 60% Heineke to run back out there. And what's been embarrassing, I think, for Smith is they can't run the ball, like not consistently. And this is a team, the Saints, that you can run against. They ran for 228. I remember that game last time because they were both coming out of the bye. And I thought it would be very telling. Who comes out of the bye better? And the Falcons ran all over them. And I thought, ooh, the Falcons are back. Mm. And that was like the last time they looked like that, where they, they could run the ball so well. So... To me, they should be able to run in this game. Maybe, maybe it is an upset. We and, shall see. And uh, Alvin Kamara, as Mark mentioned, he uh, went down with that ankle. I don't know how high up on the ankle is this sprain. They, they don't tell us. Not they spotted don't, in practice on Wednesday. I, I just did a quick search to see if we have any updates so far on Thursday. I don't see anything yet. Uh, but he has been good for them this year. And uh, Carr, I think, needs a healthy Kamara to keep that offense. Minus 170 money line, by the way. Here we go. Getting that in there. 
like it. Um, I will go with a snake pick. So another game that has playoff ramifications, even if it isn't necessarily competitive potentially, but you never know with the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. Uh, Cowboys at Commanders. Uh, 11 and 5, Dallas coming off uh, that dramatic, controversial win over the Lions, 20 to 19, all the two point business. But I think it did overshadow uh, that I thought the Cowboys played a good game in, in a big spot against a very good Lions team. I, I, I don't want to wipe away uh, that effort, and I don't want to wipe away that Dak is playing his best football. Uh, in crucible moments down the stretch. Um, and the commanders are a bottom five team in the NFL. You maybe a bottom three team in the NFL right now. Uh, you could argue they have the worst defense in the NFL, the worst pass defense in the NFL. Um, uh, the game is in Washington uh, where the Cowboys anywhere away from Gerald world. They're simply not the same team. They've been a, a 500 team uh, this season, maybe even sub 500 actually when I look at their 11 and five and undefeated at home. Right. Uh, so here we go. I mean, there are no excuses, Mark. You need, absolutely need to hammer the commanders and win the NFC East. Anything less would be a disaster. The idea of not winning this game and then going to the playoffs and going on the road uh, just would be a disgusting idea for the Cowboys and their fans. Hammer the commanders, steal this division from the Eagles, and you go into the playoffs hosting a home game and feeling like this year is different. This was the game a year ago where we were introduced to Sam Howell, who will be starting um, after some back and forth last week with Jacoby Brissett, unable to go. Howell came in, not too bad out of the gate, a disaster down the stretch. He's been sacked a league high 61 times, the most interceptions in the league. Uh, this Dallas defense, you can run on them. I don't think that's a big factor in this game. I think you want to get turnovers. You want to kind of have one of these games where you go, you kind of set the tone for the playoffs and no defense Beyond Washington allows more yards per game to wide receivers. You can take advantage of that. CeeDee Lamb is coming off a monster performance. I'm with you. Keep it clean. Just just go take care of business. And, like, no Cowboys narratives coming out of this game. No, you just exactly. got to stay healthy. This is like uh, that, too. Tyler Smith got hurt, which, you know, I, the Pro Bowl came out last night, and uh, he didn't make it, which is a little bit of a surprise for me. He's been fantastic. I don't think he's going to play in this game. Look, this is something where they, they should be cognizant of, let's get it to, not like they're going to give a pregame speech talking about it, but it'd be nice if they got it to 40 to 7 and could just rest their starters in the fourth quarter and start looking ahead. You never know what kind of week you're going to have. You might be playing on that Saturday. Mm-hmm. It might be a short week for you. And uh, although, they, would they stick the Cowboys on a Saturday? Maybe Saturday night. You just, there's no reason Definitely to think Saturday night. that Washington uh, is going to be competitive. It's sad for Jacoby Brissett that he got hurt in practice last week because otherwise he would be starting this game. And this is the end of an era. Ron Rivera is uh, definitely going to be out the door. So the last game for Ron and maybe uh, the last game uh, as a head coach in the NFL period. Uh, We talked about defensive player of the year being wide open here. Micah Parsons, another guy. If you have the Lamar game, uh, we'll call it the Lamar game, even though he plays on the other side of the ball. He has 13 sacks entering this game. If he goes off for three in this game, all of a sudden his resume looks that much uh, better. And I want to correct a wrong, especially because in a lot of ways uh, you could look at his success this year, going back to this podcast and certain comments made uh, by Zuzzer. Uh CD lamb was unbelievable in that lions game, uh, completely uncoverable every time they needed a big play. 
uh, C.D. Lamb made a huge play, and he is having quietly a historically great season at the position. You, have we heard anything about him for Offensive Player of the Year? We haven't heard a, a, a thing. I think Tyreek Hill like kind of took so that narrative for so here is, long. It's hard to say that he's been better than Tyreek Hill, so he's just getting boxed out. Here, here's some just data points oh, wow. uh, from our research team. Numbers aren't too far. He needs one catch in Week 18 to join the top 10 of the most receptions in a season in NFL history. He's got 122 catches. He needs 72 yards, which he's going to get probably by the end of the first quarter in this game, to join the top 10 of the most receiving yards in a season in NFL history. Uh, his season average this year, his average. And by the way, I, I understand there's an extra week played, and you factor that in. But this is different. He has averaged 103 yards per game this year. And if you want to even look closer at the numbers, you go from about the midseason point, maybe around week seven. I would say he's probably about 120 a game uh, scoring literally, literally, maybe with the exception of one week, he scores every week and sometimes multiple times a week. And uh, uh, I think he's not going to win offense player of the year, uh, but he certainly deserves to be in the conversation because when he came into the league for the Cowboys, there was huge expectations and he was immediately very good. And then he kind of got a little bit better and then he got a little bit, but this is the year where he fully realized that number 88 potential. And they have a superstar top three wide receiver in the league. In my opinion. Yeah. Like Detroit had no answers for him. Like when you watch the Ravens offense, it's like teams don't know what they're doing to stop the Ravens, but like CD lamb had put that same kind of magic on the lions last week. And I think it helps when you've got, like Dak Prescott and Lamb connecting the way they do. Like the one throw, the 90-plus yard touchdown for CeeDee Lamb was one of Dak Prescott's greatest throws of all time. Um, one of the more magical quarterback throws you'll see an entire season. Maybe the best play of the year. But it's like it takes CeeDee Lamb being in the right place and also making the play as well. He's incredible. Yeah, people kind of got on the Cowboys because yeah, Jefferson's in that draft, Chase is in that draft, and they, they got to their superstar status first. But you're right, 1,651 yards. The Cowboys, by the way, 13-point favorites in this game that doesn't even feel like a lot of wood. money line minus 800 which is like what are we doing here people just why bother by the way um just from a historical standpoint when the cowboys do get to the playoffs whether it's as the division champion as, or as a wild card and it's probably gonna be a division champion i do get a little remember kurt warner larry fitz in 08 when they just tore through the playoffs yeah couldn't you picture dak and lamb just being nuclear this month yeah, the good version of the Cowboys like that. Yes, I, I can picture like, other, that's a I tandem can picture that can win too, games. Sure, we can talk about the ghosts of the Cowboys. But yeah. I, if if we do believe this team's a little bit different, Lamb's one of the reasons why they're different this year. This yeah. guy is outrageous. I mean, I love Des Bryant, too. I mean, he was a great number 88. But I think CD is their best receiver since Irvin. And, and it matters to have true Hall of Fame level players like that. Agree. All right, let's keep moving. It is back to you, Greg. Okay, I'm going to take the Buccaneers minus four and a half at the Panthers. Money lines minus 225. I mean, oof. Buccaneers in a must-win <laughs> game. Get to see a team win a division, a surprising team, if they can do it. Or see everything crumble and collapse in a surprising fashion. That That's week 18 to me. These are the types of week 18 games you get like the culmination of what they've been building towards because I don't think they're going to win a playoff game although the Eagles would be a pretty winnable matchup for them I uh I want to see Baker bounce back although it, it's more his health I just am a little worried about he's missing practice 
this week, and they're not like totally locking in that he's playing, but he did speak to the media, which is usually a good sign. He had a rib injury, which may explain his troubles in that game, but I didn't even think he played that bad once I watched it. They just, they never had the ball. Their defense is not good, by the way. Like that's one of the problems with Todd Bowles is they, they have all these stars on defense. The defense, the defensive guru, whatever right. the Bowles is on. It's a mediocre defense and they were terrible last week. And I thought Mayfield played quite well in the second half. The game was kind of over, but he made a lot of really good throws. So I don't think the injury affected him. I think they will be chastened from that experience. They also will know that the Panthers gave them a hard time just a few weeks ago in Tampa and did not take it too lightly. Whereas the Panthers are just playing out the string there and coming off one of the most depressing games of the entire season, getting shut out 26, nothing to, uh, the CJ Beathard Jaguars. And that's why for the first time in a while, despite having a, a sterling record this week, I do forecast a little rain here. Coming oh, in Carolina. I think the bucks blow this team out. I was going to lock it up, but I, I'm giving Nick a little late Christmas present by going for the bills. The Buccaneers roll Baker with four touchdowns. They cover that four and a half. So brave. Well, Actually, every single Rainmaker would be equally brave because it's 50-50 according to... Uh, right, but if you were going to be locking against the Panthers, that would have... Not a great look for a 15-2 star. Fair, to pick. fair. That was in my head too. But Rainmaker-wise, I started this season by drafting the under on Carolina as my number one overall pick in the wins over underdraft. I piled up a bunch of wins. shoots out of your mouth, Yeah, I piled up a bunch of wins in the locks going against them early before everyone knew they were trash bags. And let's wrap it up with some rain. I, I, if you put a gun to my head, I would not remember what I did in week one in terms of my picks. To Greg, it's all categorized, <laughs> roboticized. Like, it's all there in a data, in, internal database. Did you know, did you know that Greg's children uh, squared off against each other in that I did hear about championship? that. Yeah. That but I, I believe it was sort of a, a blowout, right? But that's not the point. Yeah. The well, point is that yeah. out of like a 12-team league, uh, yeah. Greg also had his children. <laughs> it's like it's like when you hear about and your children have Japanese heritage, like the like how organized everything is and how you kind of you look at like the school systems there and everything. Like you have everything completely on lock right now, Greg, with your picks and your kids. And it, this, the football universe, this, you're in complete control of it right now. <laughs> There's a lot of luck involved here. And uh, Walker did it all by himself, which I, that I'm very proud. And did uh, you he, make it obvious? He, he came in second. Uh, you but, told uh, him you loved him less, though, right? No, I did not. I did not. In but, fact, we yeah. knew as a household no one was going to mention the finals. No, I was going to say nothing happened. Because of the result. If he had won, there had been a lot of conversation. Right. But right. since he lost, we just have to give it a day or two for him to emotionally well, it's recover. I think this that. is a great rainmaker. I'm feeling good. And for those that maybe overspent um, and Santa was expensive this year in households, uh, this might be a nice way. Uh, but, of course, we do not um, say what to do. We don't tell your, anyone. Yeah, I would never do that. Uh, this is a, a quick episode here because we do got to keep moving. But... Uh, we got to have it. It's a very special uh, episode of Tepper B talking. Um, it's kind of a satellite episode. It's Tepper B tossing. Uh, and, you know, we we were uh, told to stand down for a few days in the story. Tepper B tossing. Uh, he, uh, in the waning moments of that 26 nothing loss to the Jaguars, uh, got into it with some fans. This is the owner of an NFL team. Got into it with some fans. And in a moment of frustration, 
uh, tossed uh, the remnants of uh, a drink uh, with some ice uh, at either a fan or a group of fans, threw the cup down, and walked away right with his general manager uh, right next to him. This was all caught on video because everything is caught on video. And after a couple of days of radio silence, uh, the NFL fined Tepper $300,000 for what the league called his, quote, unacceptable conduct uh, during uh, the loss. And here's a quote from the league. All NFL personnel are expected to conduct themselves at all times in ways that respect our fans and favorably reflect on their team and the NFL. And then Tepper, uh, again, after multiple days of radio silence out of Charlotte. This is when he was talking. Not, uh, no. Now now this is an episode of Tepper yeah. Be Talking, which is not the same as Tepper Be Tossing. Right. Satellite app. Dean, please. Welcome to an episode of Tepper Be Talking. He says, I should have let NFL Stadium security handle any issues that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline for my behavior. He said he is passionate about his team, but regrets his behavior. But no apology from Tepper. Uh, this is one of the worst years for any team in the history of this podcast. Uh, and this is kind of a fitting cherry mm. on top. That's well said. $300,000. I mean, it's a lot of money for just throwing a drink, and yet it could have been a lot more. And I feel like the ultimate punishment is, like, this is what he is going to be remembered for for a long time until proven otherwise. Not just the Bryce Young trade, not just how bad this season has been, but, like, the punishment is, like, poor Panthers fans are the butt of jokes, and this, this will live on past this week, past this year. Yeah, like there's, it's bad, been bad football. It's been bad front office work. Um, it's been bad in terms of the stories you're hearing about the actual vibe behind closed doors. Uh, I, I remember as a kid, I went to a Mets game with my friend Matt Bluestein, and we'd, uh, like some father that worked somewhere else got us these special seats, nice. and we were right over the, uh, the left field. And Kirk Gibson of the Dodgers was playing down there, and we spent the entire <laughs> game just square, sh- like shouting at Kirk Gibson, Fuck you, Kirk Gibson. <laughs> Fuck you. And Whoa. what happened 80s, ultimately? Man. What Kids. happened ultimately was yeah. like around the seventh or eighth inning. Finally, because I knew it, he could hear us, he finally looked up and just said, Fuck <laughs> "You." And it was like, if you're a player, I get the boiling over. And if you're a coach, that happens too, because you're right there. But it's like, yes. come on, owner, you can't. You can, like, owner can't do it. I feel like it's a rite of passage. I remember in the in the bad old days. Uh, for the Yankees in the early 90s, me and my cousin Matt went to an otherwise completely empty upper deck of right field in old Yankee Stadium, and Mel Hall was the right fielder of the Yankees. And for in like the seventh inning of a 12-2 game, we were just going, Mel Hall! And finally he just looks up at us and just like holds his arms like, like what? <laughs> we're like, I don't know. Um, but I... Kirk Gibson shouldn't have done that. You were children, but you shouldn't be yelling f bombs. You shouldn't be. Where are your parents? I kind of think no. There was no. There was some other parent that was wasn't even our parent. But I think he should have done that. And I don't. I don't have a problem with a with a player doing that in that situation. But if you're an owner, you just can't be. Well, that's way different. That's what I'm saying. Throwing a drink. Throwing a drink is. But an owner way worse than yelling back at uh, like an expletive. That's That's not that big a deal. That's my. I mean, there's that Jets player who's who I love. Who's like a new meme of just pointing out all the people in the Browns crowd that that he's saying f you to. I mean, that's a (laughs) that's a beautiful. While they're getting waxed on the field. That's that's fun. Throwing the drink on the 
person is. Um, he, he's probably a little concerned. He might get getting sued or something. Yeah, that's the other thing you risk. And just to put a, 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 a good button on the whole thing, um, as someone who's lived through it, like when you have ownership that you don't have faith in necessarily, you realize that that is the key to everything. Everything starts at the top of organizations, and if it's dysfunctional or or there's just not a strong base up top that can lead to not a year or not years, decades of issues. Mm. Um, so if I'm a Panthers fan and I don't need to tell you Panthers fans, you're very nervous about the trajectory right now of the organization. We also got to like convince a top level coach in theory to come coach this team. Good luck with that. Joan of Arc. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. All right, let's keep moving. Mark, you're up. Am I uh, win bucks? Just win that game. All right, I'm going to go Eagles at Giants. There's, I'm taking one of these late games because they've spread this uh, this slate around. In a, There's a lot of late games today. Well, it's kind of kind of half and half. Six early, seven late. Yeah, so I'm going Giants or e- Giants uh, hosting the Eagles. Let's see here. Uh, let's take a look at the spread. You handle that, Greg. Why I get involved with this game here? Let me tell one more story about um, yelling at people. Sure. I used to go to um, a lot of preseason games. Like my dad at his uh, company, those tickets would flo- float around Yeah, because of uh, um, fans have to buy preseason games with their season tickets. So there'd always be jet preseason games floating around. So I would go to these games. Went to one of the games with my buddy Bob, who I do the throw po- throwback podcast with. And we were sitting uh, the, the first row right behind the Jets bench, and there was a reserve offensive tackle. I don't even know if he made the team. Named Jonathan Hoggood. And we were just screaming in the fourth quarter, how good, how good is it gets? And again, Jonathan Hoggood, wherever you are, good man, looks at us and he's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gave me enough time there, Greg. That was a little filibuster. I have found it. I have found it. Actually, the Eagles are giving up five points, a, a minus two thirty money line. Check in on Jonathan Hoggood. That feels fair to me. That spread. You could have tweeted him today. Like so that's what's different. Back then, it was your only access to him. Was like you have to shout at him. It is there at some point when you become an adult, you realize, oh, these are other humans. Right. I should probably yeah. not be doing this yes. unless it's really warranted. I think you're absolutely. But it was also right. before social media and stuff. And the idea of even connecting with these things and people and it's just a different world now. You're right, Dan. Thank you. All right, we're signing off for the day. <laughs> I can't can't find any record. The Giants, the only team the Eagles have beaten since November. Uh, Wow. (laughs) If you think about it, I mean, and, and, you know, we we dug into them on our last episode, and it's like it does feel like an inflection point. Like, it's not just this game, but it's what happens in the playoffs and how it looks. Um, I, I was thinking, though, later, because, and not to circle back entirely on all that, but the idea that, like, Sirianni would get canned kind of blows my mind because we're talking about a coach that's going to have three straight playoff berths, just went to a Super Bowl. Things are a little up and down, but that feels a little dramatic for how the Eagles do business in general. But this Eagles team is just not a good team right now. Like, their defense has been a disaster. We They have a minus seven turnover differential, which would mark the lowest in franchise history for an Eagles team that also made the playoffs. Mm. And, and it's looked like it, and some of it obviously has come from Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts, like, Greg, you pointed this out, like, the, he's not this guy that you can just focus on as the entire problem. I think the giveaways have been an issue. But last week, he had PFF's second highest score for a quarterback. I mean, the offense he, played he, well last The week. offense was not a problem last week. So it's like, how about just 
clean it up against the Giants and hush some of this nonsense up, and we'll see. But I think there's no doubt that you talk about these other teams that have gone through some adversity. If the Eagles do wind up winning a couple playoff games, you'd have to look at them and say, they went through a lot to get to, to make that happen. Right. Like they, the Bills. They, it would show an adverse, uh, a response to adversity that they just haven't since they lost uh, that first game that started this, this streak. I, I guess it was against the Cowboys. The, they, they just are soft. They're a soft defense. It makes no sense. They tried to load up against the run last week against Arizona. They were playing five-man um, defensive lines, as Bo kind of pointed out, and they got steamrolled. So that, that's, the, that's the whole problem. It's all the defense. I, I know Hurts has struggled a little late in games. They're not excellent, but we wouldn't be having these conversations about them collapsing if the defense just wasn't embarrassing. And who knows? Saquon could be his last game for the Giants. Sounds he's, like it is. He, he's cooled off the last three weeks fighting through some injuries after a really good season overall. Um, but they could run the ball on them. And then it's Jalen Hurts versus the Wink, probably Wink Martindale's last game. He's got to go out with a flurry. And Hurts' numbers, they've been out there from next-gen stats this week versus the zero blitz. Teams zero blitz him more than any in the league, and he hasn't handled it well, and that's what the Giants like to do. So if you told me this game is up for grabs in the final few minutes, it would not surprise me. <laughs> it would not uh, You're right. Any, any like, confidence around the Eagles right now is just kind of uh, you know hoping for the best rather than watching them week to week and knowing this is a team that's just struggling. So the Giants on paper seem like a, a good get-right opponent, but also the Giants at home, you know, Dable's going to have them ready to go. They're going to have to earn it. Uh, we'll see uh, how it goes. By the way, he was Jay Hoggood. He turned 50 last August. Happy birthday to Jay Hoggood. The same age as, as I am. So you, so, That's right. So that would have been, how, did that, how does that make any sense? It was in ni- 1990, it must have been like the 97 or 98 preseason because that's when he was on the Jets. So you weren't like a, a young child. Doing it was it. 17. Okay, okay. I was yelling yeah. how good as it gets. I mean, just <laughs> thug. idiot. A thug, basically. Well, more or less. <laughs> uh, Tyrod, by the way, starting this game, he did not start that other Eagles-Giants game when it ended up pretty close. He closed that game. That's where DeVito, they are a totally different team with Tyrod. They have a, a legitimate quarterback. All right, uh, Mark, snakes to you. All right, I'll take the Browns-Bengals matchup. Um, a, you know, a week ago, it looked like it could have been intriguing. It is not going to be intriguing in terms of the stakes. The Bengals eliminated. All these Cincy games on the schedule a few weeks ago that look hot right. are turning out not to be. No, and they look like they could have been a fun playoff team, and it's um, that's not the case. Uh, Cleveland's sitting Joe Flacco and a flock of others, um, and they need it. I, I do want a, a Flacco. A Flacco. I wanted to do a little, um, if we could. Sure. If we have the sound, and if Greg doesn't mind, um, Greg goes, runs the rest stop Uh program but okay. i have i want a little spin-off called the rest stop vending machine you know oh, like when you wow. when you go into the rest stop if it's if it's not a total ju- like sty right. they've got you can buy something there um <laughs> so, <laughs> the browns right now if you think about it yes thursday night football was their last game so between then and now and sunday mm. 10 days mm-hmm. um amari cooper who was a little banged up didn't play for another four days before that mm-hmm. so that is extended rest for Amari Cooper. Everyone else is getting rest this week. They don't play for another week. That's 17 days of rest and about 21 days for Amari Cooper. That's a nice rest. Now, do you trust Cleveland if we're going to be all up in arms about the Ravens showing up flat after like a, a two-week rest? Like, I was going to say, What is Cleveland, this an could untested be... team that has maybe the coach of the year, but how does the coach of the year handle a 21 hey, where's the vending machine? Could... Yeah, that's true. Where's the vending machine coming into this? I just I gave it a different name. 
So I wouldn't. He's got. Oh, no, that's just an episode of Rest Stop. You got to integrate the vending machine in some way. Are they now that's the like the treat a, you got? Are, just gave, that have was they the been eating stale Twinkies? No, the treat the was the, the treat was the conversation. You, you just stole the IP then. Like we, you, we I might was trying be, not to stamp on the yeah. same name if he didn't enjoy. The if you just would have asked, it would have been totally cool. A lot of rest. But then to to give it a, a little bit of a different name, but then do the segment. That feels this, disingenuous. I, the first thing I thought of, like a rest stop, was like a little vending machine. I thought I'd just throw that on there. What about a bathroom? Not the first thing I'd want to like discuss at a rest. But you're right. That's why you'd go to a rest stop. Good app. Good app. I do think there's. Greg's <laughs> so stressed out about the show. No, no, no. I'm checking uh, some injuries. There is rest stop has got versatility because I do. I'm on the corner of too much rest stop. I do not want Joe Flacco disappearing for two weeks, two and a half weeks here. <laughs> right. I like Joe Flacco staying in the mix, but again, it's the right play because yeah. you keep the big man upright because you got big games to play ahead. How exciting is that, Mark? It's pretty Nothing surreal. I, it'd be interesting to see who they play. Nothing better than having playoff games to look forward to. I kind of remember it. Um, Greg favored by seven in uh, minus 298. So that is a reflection of uh, the Browns sitting all their starters and the Bengals not. Although I figure with T Higgins is like banged up. They're not going to force. Wait, is Garrett to play week, week 18, but Jamar chase. It sounds like he'll play like they're, they're trying to win. The Bengals are zero and five in the division. I think they want to win one game before. I wonder what they'll do with Garrett. Cause he yeah. has yeah. hardware on the line. Potentially he does, but he's, I wouldn't play. He's, he's sitting banged up too. Sitting six in sacks right now, but I, I know the awards about other things, but I, I wonder what he'll want to play. I would imagine, but he's got this like band around his shoulder still. I don't think he's going to play in this game. All right, Greg, I think it's back to you. Is that right? Does Mark? Uh, I've taken two. So You have taken two. Yeah. All right. So I will take uh, another early game. I will take Vikings at Lions. Lions are favored by three and a half. The money line is minus 205. They're sending uh, Joe Davis and Daryl Johnston. Moose, Pam Oliver. Putting them on a plane. I think that's their number three. Dipping them over there. Probably number flying th- right now. Number three tomorrow. team. The Lions have said they're playing to It'll win. Be. Tomorrow makes sense. They're timing wise. In a week where everyone's sitting, guys, uh, <laughs> the Lions are not. And they don't really have anything to play for. So they're going the other route. This is one situation where I don't have like crazy hot take. I think that's okay too. If that's what Dan Campbell thinks is best. And Belichick was interesting when he would add the opportunities. And I think this is the right way to do it. He would do it sometimes and he wouldn't do it other times. Mm. It would depend on factors of health and how yeah. the team is ask, playing. Ask Wes Welker what he thinks about that plan. Blew out that ACL that one year. It's it's really unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think like, I don't know. It's football and you can't, you can't totally... If you think it's best to play and try to win and get this back, then, then that's fine. They're, the Vikings defense has struggled. Maybe they can... Maybe he'll do the thing where he plays the starters for a little while and then takes them out, and then this line is going to look silly because uh, the Vikings should be favored. Nick Mullins is back as the starter, and uh, I think Jared Goff showed a lot a couple weeks ago when he played this defense, and they just had answer after answer. The Vikings defense entered week 15, third in the league in EPA per play, or fifth in the league. They were the number five defense on the league in, uh, for the season. The last three weeks, they are second to last. They've been terrible. All this talk about the quarterbacks, it's like, I get it. it that also makes sense. But the defense has kind of turned into a pumpkin. Maybe it was a little, a little. Uh, I don't know what the word is. 
what word would you use? Just Lipstick like, on a pig? Yeah, like fake. Like uh, Bugazi. a Bugazi. charade. It was a charade. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, but they also came into so the year long. with like, like they were trading players away before the season. I think Brian Flores did a pretty great job. He did an incredible job. And even uh, overall it worked, but it's like you can only win maybe with schemes so long. They might get, the Lions might get Aleem McNeil back. Uh, and the li- the Vikings are not out of the playoffs. What? About that? Nope, there's a chance. How? Should we, uh, yeah, because that's why. But it's the path. They're, they're the team around the NFL. It's, so it, we should know what they the, need to I wouldn't win. call it a path. I'd call it like a path with like machine guns firing. But they have not been eliminated. They, they have a lot of good tiebreakers on their side. They need to win. They need the Packers to lose. They need the Seahawks to lose. And they need either the Saints or the Bucks to lose. So basically look at it like it. there's four teams. It's not that crazy. There's four teams in line for that this potential. This is what Tariko was like laying out for us. Huh? I mean, it's crazy enough. I think winning this game might be hard enough, especially it's, if the Lions really try. But there's yeah. four teams in line for the wild card. Packers are first. Seahawks are second. Saints or Bucks are third. And then the Vikings are fourth. Kind of like in the later levels of the old Super Mario Brothers when you get to Bowser's headquarters and... You have to make the seven jumps in a row, and then the big fireball wheels going around, and then there's another fireball, and then you got to get under that, and you have all those, like, what are those? Remember the brown things? What were they called? The uh, uh, I didn't get to Bowser's uh, headquarters Oopas that often. Yeah. You didn't? I don't know. I, I, it wasn't my favorite game, but I, 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 I watched people play it a lot. Oof. You didn't like Mario? I did not like it. I just was like, I had other interests, other diversions. Like what? Other Nintendo things I liked. Like what? Uh... Kid Icarus was one. Kid Icarus, um, good game. You know, the minute like Tech Mobile came out, oh, a yeah. little, little obvious, but um, the, the, what about the hockey one where you could pick, pick the fat guy or the thin guy or oh, the yeah. little guy? You always go one of each. Yeah, you got to pick a Ice minute. hockey, it was That's called. That's coaching. Yeah. Learning about coaching as a you could You could win with two fat guys and a little. Two fatties and a little. I like to have a mid guy there, though. Mid guy keeps things balanced. Um, all right. I am... I'm up, and uh, this one will be no Mike's Stafford. Right? There's like 42 minutes of fat. In you know, let's right? take. How about how about this? Let's take a break, and then we'll finish finish There's up. Only yeah. one game that matters left. All right, we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready Rav Four. Let's go. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating up to eight passengers. Yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. 
you 5G device, coverage, and access details at tmobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, bro. All <laughs> <laughs> right, welcome back. Uh, we have a few more games to hit here. Week 18, I will start with, man, this was the game that I really had circled um, on the calendar for so long, uh, you know, at least before the season started Jet, jets at Patriots. Um, there's been so many things that went wrong with this jet season and we don't need to relitigate it, but it has been a, a crushing year in so many ways. And one that I think fundamentally has changed me uh, as a fan. When mm-hmm. Rogers went down four plays in, I think it, I think, and we'll see, I think it extinguished the last of my, what made me a little different as a jets fan of that. I always had some optimism that there was something good Did around it? the corner. I don't, I feel like this is a team that is just destined to always destroy me now until they prove otherwise. I always looked at this game in Foxborough with Aaron Rodgers as like they'd be clinching the playoffs or they would be winning a division and it would be beating Belichick on the road and slaying all these demons. Instead, they're kind of a joke and they're going in the wrong direction and they just got blown out by Cleveland on Thursday night. And uh, the owner, for whatever reason, Gave everybody a, a pass this year, and we'll and 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 we'll see what happens when they run it back with the same gang and a potentially healthy Rodgers next year. And now it's just playing out the string against a, a dreadful Patriots team, which is somehow, and this tells you a lot, getting two points against the Jets. Zach Wilson has played his <laughs> final game. That is, yeah, as uh, as a Jet, ninety nine point nine percent sure he does never he never got cleared from concussion protocol. So his concern internally that the Jets would get him hurt. Uh, he was absolutely correct. If that's indeed the true story, because he got his head beat in uh, and then has been um, basically out of the mix now. Uh, and maybe he wasn't rushing to come back either. And I wouldn't, if I were him uh, now, the Patriots, Greg, this is a big game for them in terms of the draft standing really for both, but especially the Patriots, because the way the schedule sets up here, new England finds a way to lose to the jets, which they never do. They never lose to the jets, but if they somehow uh, do find a way to lose here, uh, they most likely get one of the top two quarterbacks in this draft, right? They are locked. The way the schedule has played out and last week helped them. If they win, then they kind of fall back potentially into a more crowded mix. Uh, but they have from a, from the tank perspective, which I don't love to focus on, but given what the trajectory of their season has been and potentially bill Belichick's last game, a loss would help them in the long run. It would, they could be anywhere from the two to the seven pick. They're most. I mean, that's a that's big, a swing. big. It's a big, it's a big difference. difference, and it could be more like the six if they won. It, it, that's strength of schedule stuff. Even five. They're probably not the two pick though, Dan. They're probably the three pick. The Washington is likely the two pick. 
but there are strength of schedule variables that can change. Basically, the opponents that the Patriots play, they got to hope that they lose and vice versa. There is a path to them passing Washington in strength of schedule. It, this week. It, this week, oh, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, but it's unlikely if you look at what they would need a lot to happen. So um, that said, I, I just see that like someone responded to a something I wrote on, on Twitter and was like, oh, you know, I was just like saying Belichick's going to play the hits. He went back to the the my face and yeah. Twitter or whatever. Like he intentionally mispronounces the social media sites. And he went back to that this week when they were talking about, you know, strength of schedule, all this stuff. It, it's like. Or, or like what's going on in terms of rumors. Like he's playing the hits and what's, what's the ultimate Belichick hit. I mean, you know, at the end of the, the show, yep. this feels like the end of the show. The war horse that has Everyone to come out. Everyone is just waiting for him to, just, just to, to play it. You know, you got to play with or without you for, for arcade fire. For instance, it's like, yeah. it's wake up. They have to play wake up last. For Belichick, it's beating the Jets for the 16th straight time. Yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> pretend that I can't. Like, it doesn't, I, some guy was saying, it's like, oh, he would just, you know, torpedo their future if he loses the game. Okay, calm down. Like, the difference between the three and the six pick, it might mean a lot. It might not mean a lot. Like, it might be better for you. You actually don't know. So just shut up about it. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, I kind of think the Patriots will win this game. I'm doing <laughs> this. I'm doing this for Dan and for the future of the Jets. Because a Jets win doesn't help their draft stock either. It's like, let's just, don't worry about a win. No, they could move up a few spots. But I'm saying if they lose, it help, we, like, they already, even, some of their meaningless wins in previous weeks have only tarnished their draft stock. Mm. They're sitting at number eight right now. But you don't want the Patriots coming out of this post-Bill Belichick experience picking one of the great quarterbacks of the future in the AFC East. I want them falling back down to six or seven. So I think Belichick is going to do everything he can Going out against the Jets to win. I'm locking up New England <laughs> with confidence, but it's for the Jets. I like it. By the way, I missed mine before. I, I completely forgot. I am locking up the Lions against the team around the NFL. Wow. Let's get that on the, the record. It's become soiled. It's it, it's over on that front. Um, that is sick. Yeah, it's Trevor Simeon on the road uh, against a pretty good New England defense. And it sounds well, like it's Bailey Zappi after throwing like three interceptions. Have you watched how the Jets, the Jets defense, defense is closing? Just that Browns well, Patriots game. defense. Oh, they're ready to go. It sounds like it's going to be potentially a snow game too. The the uh, it's a minus one thirty five money line minus two. The I, we don't have to say the over under, but this one's so funny. I want to. It's thirty, thirty and a half. That is is that a low for the entire season? Well, there was that Steelers Patriots game, which turned into a, a shootout in the first half. Um, the Jets aren't just Rodgers away from contending. Their defense has been good, better than great this year. They got lit up by Jake Brisket in the second half against Washington and then destroyed by Joe Flacco. Well, be happy. Greg Zerline is the reason why the Patriots don't have the number two pick because he hit that freaking kick. (laughs) So the Jets should be very proud of themselves. Very proud. Plenty of reasons to be proud. All right, let's keep moving. I will take one last look at the Kansas City Chiefs before the playoffs. They travel uh, to uh, across the sidewalk here uh, to face the Los Angeles Chargers. It is the Chargers getting three and a half points. Well, you know why that is. No Patrick Mahomes. They're not going to play him at all. Nope. Playing Gabbard, baby. I don't know if I think that's the right move. I got to I got to be consistent. I have to be consistent that it is the right move. You don't risk anything. Uh, look at the Chargers themselves when they got Mike Williams hurt. 
Uh, but do the Chiefs? Uh, I guess there's what is I, what I could never, they possibly do at this they're, point? They're locked to fix in. Their I, would offense? Never, I would never play Mahomes. Yeah, they're locked into their seed. So they, I think they were very fortunate that they happened to get locked in because now they get a bye week. Yeah, that's good, and they could just completely. Uh, Almost you have to, like, which is crazy, but this is their different type of team with a different track record. So the perspective is different, but you got to flush your 10 win season and just kind of move. Now this is January. And I, I feel like there have been, you know, the truly great teams um, uh, across different sports that have had runs uh, that the regular season becomes this really difficult thing. And then, against all odds and, and really based on what you've watched all season, they somehow flip a switch. Um, could the chiefs do that? Could the chi- flip a switch and be proficient on offense and then pair that with a good defense? I think it's possible, but that would be almost a betrayal of what we do, which is actually watch the games all year and, and watch how this team is played and the, and the scheme and the, the play of the guys around Mahomes. I, I still have big time questions about them being able to score 21 points in a playoff game. So we'll see the Chargers. We don't really need to talk about them. Yeah, I mean, they've got fewer than 20 points in seven games this year. It's just a different experience um, watching this team. And I I don't need to kind of trust or believe or come up with concepts of why they're going to suddenly flip the switch and become what they were even in last year's playoffs. Like, it's like they there's a personnel issue. I think they've got a lot of work to do in the offseason. And they masked over the Tyreek Hill absence last year very well. And it's why there was faith they could do it again. But... They miss a player like that. I think uh, they, just a player like that. I think any team uh, in the AFC playoffs can pick off this Chiefs team. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. The first and they, they might end up playing the Dolphins if the Dolphins lost. On hey, Easton Stick. Okay, 28. He's 28 years old, Decent Stick. Uh, I think he probably earned himself a couple more years in this league. This is the least. Of all the games, I'm voting this one actually the least important. All right. No good. impact on anything. All right. Then let's move on. Greg, you're up. Uh, I'm going to take Rams Niners. The Rams are four point underdogs in this game. The 49ers. Who's playing in this 50. game? 50. Neither starting quarterback is playing. Uh, Aaron Donald looks like he's out. Kyron Williams is out. They announced. I, I be- was Cooper Cup on the list of I think guys he was too. that are also out. So the stars for the Rams are definitely out. The Niners are doing something different, at least publicly. Sam Darnold is starting, but according to Kyle Shanahan, at least the way he explained it was, well, I, I only know this amount of inactives and we have this many injuries. We actually only have one inactive to play with. I'm going to choose my quarterback as that one. And he made it sound like he's going to play his starters in the way I just guessing how he sounded was he's going to play him for a little bit. I think he's going to like a couple series. He's going to play some starters with Darnold. And he explained it, that we want to be more prepared than we were a year ago. If Brock gets hurt, we want some reps with Sam with the starters. And so that is why they're approaching this game this way. I mean, to me, it it should be bigger than four because their backups, I just feel like are going to be their backups are pretty good. And uh, they've owned this matchup lately. But who knows, I guess, when it comes to backups. Can't shake the feeling. I've had it all year that Darnold's going to be on the field in a big spot for this team. And I'm not rooting or hoping for an injury to Purdy, and he's not going to get benched. But, like, I don't know. It just feels like there's something in the stars. Let's see what happens. I think it could happen. The most interesting part of this game is That would be not not what the Niners want, but I hear you. Is the decision 
that the Rams are making to me is interesting. They're starting Carson Wentz. I don't know if they're going to throw Puka and Kobe Turner out there to like work on some rookie of the year stuff, but that seems silly. Puka has been banged up all year. But I, <laughs> Thank you, Walker. Uh, I do think it's interesting that they're saying we don't care about becoming the seven seed, which they will become instead of the six seed. If the Packers win, they're just saying the risk of that happening and it might not happen. It isn't worth it. We want to take a rest. We're fine going to Dallas instead of going to Detroit, which is a, you know, and again, there's a lot of variables. Maybe it's Philadelphia. Maybe the Packers lose Hmm. anyways. And I think that's part of it is like, yeah, you can tell us we're going to Dallas, but maybe we're not because the Packers are going to lose anyways, and the rest is the most important thing. But they're deciding that they don't care, which you is can make compelling case and uh, either way there, and you can't really get on them. All right, let's close this out, Mark. All right, uh, two more games. They're both mine. I will go Seahawks at Arizona. Doesn't matter what order I go in here, but we can start there. Seattle. Let's see here. This they game are, actually matters. They, the Seahawks can clinch a playoff berth if they win, and Green Bay loses to Chicago. Okay. So that's not impossible at all. I wish all. I took this game. I just uh, spaced. I'd be happy to give it to you if you want okay. to flip. Nice guy. Thank you. I, I know you, you want it. You can get a draft pick from, from next week. Make him trade I don't for want it, it that bad. <laughs> Make him trade for it. There's no get... draft pick next week. Yeah, we're still doing it, right? Do we do drafts? Playoffs. Playoffs where I'll watch it. Oh, well, game and, yeah. Maybe like, uh, like maybe a five a, bucks. A 2024, five 2024 bucks. draft pick. How much would it cost? Three bucks. We should do a 2024 back. Would you pay him three bucks to switch? Three three dollars. No. 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 How about a lunch? I can watch it anyways. You know, you can do whatever you want. What did you pay for Mark's lunch? Now that I think about it, it, let's keep going. Okay, we'll just we'll deal with this later potentially. (laughs) Keep going. I saw this interesting stat that the Seahawks have trailed. you know how we talked about how like what was it, the Ravens that have been trailed for like 18 minutes or something this whole season? Never trail. Uh, the Seahawks have trailed for seven hours, 19 <laughs> minutes, and 21 seconds, which is... Tells you something. Fifth worst in the league. Um, fifth in, worst? Yeah. Whoa. Fifth worst. Yep. The minor miracle Giants, that they're playing Cardinals, for the playoffs. Commander, they're playing the Cardinals who are on that list, too. Uh, but the, this Cardinals team, I don't know. Seattle's defense just leaves you ultra suspicious. And the version we're getting of James Conner, um, I'm going to be talking about him a little bit on our NFL Plus feature today. I think he's been... Like, talk about guys that have not just saved their career because he was already a good player, but, like, he's in their future plans. And not only that, I thought one of the biggest news items that came out, and I love it because it solves us, potentially, a lot of nonsense in the offseason. I love when this happens now is that Jonathan Gannon basically came out and said, Kyler Murray is our guy. Where there's no – any of these whisper campaigns that we could trade him, we can go somewhere else. We could do, they've, got, they've got a bunch of draft picks, too. So they were in that world where, like, if they fell in love with a different quarterback, you could trade Kyler Murray – Someone will want him, and you could move up even higher in the draft to get your guy. But he came out and said that, and I feel like the way Jonathan Gannon's operated, the way they've operated with Kyler Murray this whole season, they've been pretty clean and fair about it and honest. Like, they're just keeping him, and he's been good. Because he's in a normal offense. It's nice to see. There is never any motivation to trade him because you take such a huge financial penalty that it was only going to make sense if they didn't like him or if he struggled, and he's looked great. They're lighting up defenses. With Michael Wilson and Dorsch and McBride. How about we bring in some uh, a good receiver? It Just only because of the contract and because Kyler is very good. But even if you take out that, it never made sense. And uh, I think they're going to win this game. I'm picking the Cardinals to win. They are two and a half point underdogs. It's uh, The Seahawks are minus 148. I like that for Arizona. To me, I think they're they're better. They're similar offense and they're they're. 
I don't know. I just feel like the Seahawks team it can't stop power running, and that's what Arizona's good at. I'm going to give Arizona some flowers for the first time in a while on this show. I think they handled the Murray situation perfectly. Where Remember, before the season started, there was this talk, are they going to trade him? Are they going to bench him for the whole year to protect uh, you know, their asset and then move him? But instead, they said, no, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to rehab him the right way. We're not going to rush him back, uh, but we're not going to be overly cute about it. When he's ready to play, he's going to play. And then we are going to use that half season as an evaluation period. And then Kyler joined the lineup and, and with very few uh, skips uh, has really resembled his old, old self. And, and I think everyone now is in a place, especially coming off last week's game, is like, yeah, this is a guy that you build around, and we got uh, we potentially have a future with Kyler, which has always been kind of – I know they invested in him financially, but it's always been up in the air. air. I thought this, this season has been really good in calming down a lot of the melodrama around the situation, and, and he's their dude. Doesn't the whole or- organization feel – in a better place in general. It just seems like there's no storylines. It's like it's well coached. They had to get they, they that leadership out office. of there, yeah. I think they're a sneaky good coaching staff. I think they Drew are. Petzing's done a good job offensively. Gannon at least tries stuff. We'll see once they get some players in defensively. And uh, I think this would be a feather in their cap. I know it would hurt their draft pick, but I think they would feel pretty great going into the offseason if they beat the Eagles and Seahawks in a row. And yeah, this could be a little bit of a a coach coach killing spree here. They could go on if, if they take out the Eagles and Seahawks, who knows in a row, uh, what could happen in Seattle you on that Carol thing again. I don't know. About I, this. I don't, I don't, I don't want that to happen, but I, just, like, I don't want it to happen that he's out of, I just think repeatedly. an insider. No. Well, I did ask about this, but it's more of my ideas. All right. Last one. Let's, let's finish this up. All right. Broncos at Raiders. And it feels like a last pick. give us one minute on this game. One minute. Uh, the Broncos are getting three points. Money line minus one fifty-five. If you're on the Denver side of things, I think it's. I think it matters um, for Sean Payton in general, like to close out strong. And there's a lot for them to deal with with Russell Wilson and the rest in this offseason. But I think it's a bigger game for Antonio Pierce. Like, keep this job or not? Keep Maybe. this job or not? We'll and I, I think he's. Look at they lead the the NFL in scoring defense since he's taken over in week nine. That, it's that, possible that he matters. has no chance, and it's possible he's got it already wrapped up. So it's hard. Does it matter? Matters, Does though. it matter? Scoring I, defense. In I think because he's or a whatever? defensive. It, it's not just that. It's like the players love him. Like there's people talking from inside the building. Like people coming out saying we want this guy. It, it it's the same thing that happened with Basaccia and Mark Davis didn't do it. It's the Mark oh. Davis side of it matters. The, why? Well, why is it? What's so? He's Are like, we he's, really still like? Oh, if only Rich Passaccia was coaching the Raiders right now, things would be different. Like, so, like, they go get a, some other retread that fa- failed at head. Don't coach do that. Before that, don't do that either. I mean, I guess you could go get, like, they'll get a young offensive mind that this has some is, upside. This is a young coach too, though. I guess got, I don't know. He's like, got he's got done a good job. Agree. I I kind of like it just because I like him and. I, I don't know if they're going to do any better. Who knows? It, it could be the end of Devontae Adams there. You never know. It could be the end of Josh Jacobs. Definitely the end of Russell Wilson. The one thing that made me laugh this week of all the, like, insidery reports about Russell Wilson. Oh, they, they don't. You're not, you're not trading Russell Wilson. No one is trading you anything for Russell Wilson. Stop it. Stop trying to puff up his value <laughs> I think you with said this, this contract. On, uh, on our last you show. Did. <laughs> did I? Yeah. Just stop it. But go ahead. You can say it again. You can was it. <laughs> It's all right. <laughs> it's just it. That was it. That's ridiculous. Uh, also, Dalvin Cook is a dynamic playmaker with fresh legs. 
You should know that as well. <laughs> That's true. Oh, you're right. I did say this on the last show. We've done too many shows. I apologize. Uh, all right. That is the week 18 uh, preview. This is the triple. Actually, no. No longer a triple header because no Thursday night football. Double header, though. NFL Plus. Mark had a little tease earlier. Uh, the Dreamatorium is open for business. So check that out on NFL Plus. And then Sunday night, we recap every game that we just previewed. You got to be there for the flagship program. Till then, heed the call. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.